0: together all together again and we're going to be doing this on the 1st of May back in the Chinese Association Hall but until then we're going to continue together in the homes around the city and if you are sick or if you're isolating you can continue to track with us online and if you're sick please let us know we'd love to support you we can pick up groceries we can drop off some meals Uh, but even if you have all of that sorted we'd still love to pray for you.
1: We've been focusing on the cross as we lead up to Easter as a church. Last Sunday, I had an interview with Clark Alcott, who's one of the pastors down at Grace Vineyard Church in Christchurch. And one thing I got out of that interview was when I asked Clark, what can we do to focus our hearts on Jesus and the cross at this time? And he just gave that great reminder about the importance of being in the Word daily, of of reading it, of meditating, of soaking in it, how transformative it can be for our souls.
0: Well, we're only two weeks away now from Easter, and I love Easter. Um, I love the gifts that we give and what they represent Uh, Nick and I got married on Easter weekend 16 years ago. And just so we didn't miss out on chocolate eggs, I made sure my mum put some in our suitcase to take away with us. But at Easter, the cross really represents to me, well, one of the things it represents to me is life. And um, when I take communion, when I celebrate Easter, I'm always amazed and full of incredible gratitude that um, Jesus would suffer humiliation and Um, incredible pain because of his love for us and um, that he did that so that we could have eternal life with him.
1: So this morning we're going to continue to focus on the cross and you're going to watch an interview that I did early in the week with a good friend of mine, Sam Martin. Sam is the lead pastor of Valley Road Church, Mount Eden in Auckland And I've met Sam through a a few pastor friends of mine, and he is just a fantastic guy who thinks so deeply about the things of God. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this interview about the cross.
2: Hey, Nick. Good, my friend. How are you?
1: Good, good. How's how's your week been?
2: Yeah, it's been a good week. I'm I'm back uh, fresh from walking the Kepler with my wife and her family. Uh, Body's tired, um, but yep, feeling good
1: great awesome well why don't you um just tell us a little bit about yourself and um yeah how you came to faith and became a christian
2: yeah cool well first thanks thanks for um inviting me on for a conversation and yeah kia ora to Marco vineyard church i haven't met any of you guys but um love to you and it's been pretty cool getting to know this man nick over the last six months or so
1: Likewise, He's in
2: crisis coming together <laughs> through lockdowns and what have you. But um, yeah, no, I I came to faith um, really through growing up in the church and um, I was the son of pastors. Um, same. <laughs> yeah, same with you? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I'm, I'm, I'm totally grateful for. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I often wonder where would I be today if it wasn't for... Um, Sort of the home I was born into, and sort of just got wrapped up by the church, which um, no choice of my own in a sense, but grateful for that. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's true for me that as I as I got a little bit older, and probably my university years and then sort of young adult years were pretty uh, defining for for my faith to to go deeper. Um, And to become, yeah, more personal, I think. Um, Yeah, I I, I was always a person who asked a lot of questions. I didn't always feel like I um, fitted in in church perfectly. Um, But as I got a little bit older, began to read a little bit more widely, um, had some really beautiful experiences of the Spirit, met some wonderful um, friends in Christ, and, um yeah, I think those early young adult years kind of led me to a deeper and, and maybe a bit of a wider faith than what I grew up with. But, um, yeah, I, I really do feel like I have come to faith because I was wrapped up by the church as a child, almost. Mm. And I know it's probably an interesting thing to say because it does have to become personal, but I do feel... Yeah, probably that's a reality for many of us. We come to Christ because other people lead us to him mm. and because the church through the years has continued to um, show us who Jesus is. And that's definitely definitely my experience. Um, I just found myself <laughs> uh, in the church and, and really, really grateful for that.
1: Oh, awesome. What, and why don't you just tell us a bit about what you do um, and your role in that there, and Valley
2: yeah. Road. Yeah, sure. So um, I am now uh, leading as pastor of a church called Valley Road Church, and we gather in Mount Eden in Auckland. So this is really a family church to me. I uh, have been part of the church for over twenty-five years. So my my dad, he um, kind of received a call to come and and serve here at Valley Road. Over 25 years ago, I was like a young teenager. I had no choice in the matter. I got <laughs> chucked, got chucked in the minivan, and um, this is now your church. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I really grew up here. Um, and then in the last sort of three, probably about two, three years, um, we transitioned where I stepped into the um, pastor role, um, which my dad had been in for a long time, and so. Yeah, it's been a real, real privilege to to serve this church family, and it is it, it really is sort of family to me because I think when um, you're part of a community for twenty five years plus, some pretty deep relationships. So, yeah, I've I've been finding my feet uh, serving as pastor, and it's been a pretty surprising first couple of years to be leading with everything over the last few years um so yeah i'm 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 at the beginning of this little journey (laughs) but yeah, love this love this church family um yeah
1: oh awesome thanks sam uh yeah this morning i just wanted to ask you uh, a few questions about the cross and first of all i just wanted to ask you what was your um view of the cross when you first got saved and then the second question is what, what is your view of the cross now that you've been a Christian for many years?
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I was thinking back to um, some of my first steps in faith when I was a child. And I think it was definitely true back then that um, I heard a lot of preaching on the cross, actually. And, and really closely connected to the decision to follow Christ was um, kind of this call to accept the work of the cross. Mm. And I think, I, I don't know if others relate to that, but that really, that was at the center of a lot of preaching, I heard. Um, and there was this, um, I guess, invitation to recognize our own sin, our brokenness, our need for restoration with God, And that um, the cross of Jesus was the solution. And to accept that was to really be forgiven and to begin the journey of faith. And um, again, like, I think there's actually something really beautiful about that um, presentation of the gospel. Um, Maybe over the years I've grown to see things a bit wider that Um, and maybe i think when i look back to those uh, sermons on the cross there could have been a bit of a tendency sometimes to see the work of jesus on the cross as a bit of a a, almost a transaction Mm. Um, a little bit abstract a little bit taken out of the story of the gospel but simply you're a sinner there's a solution to the problem that's the cross, accept that, um, and your life with God is made right. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I think I've grown to see things a bit bit wider than that. Um, so while I'm really grateful for this, um, the simple confession that Jesus died for me, Jesus died for me, I think I think that's true and beautiful. Mm. But I began to have a few more questions. And I started to wonder things like, well, what about the resurrection? <laughs> you know, how what, what's the deal with the resurrection? I almost I always thought like, yes, Jesus died to forgive me, and then Him being raised again, like, well, how does that kind of fit into God's purposes and plans? And I didn't I I didn't really get it. Um, you know, I wondered a little bit about discipleship. Jesus died to forgive my sins, um, but what does that mean for how i'm called to live or why does jesus spend so much time teaching us and calling us into a particular way of living and community like how does that fit in with um maybe this more abstract picture of the cross which um feels a bit like a transaction or something um yeah i had those sorts of questions how does the cross fit into the whole story of the bible I remember as a kid, I used to have these conversations with friends, and we used to think, you know, Jesus needed to die for our sins. Could he have sort of just arrived at any time and place and died a death? And that would that would kind of do the job. Yeah. But um began to wonder, well, actually, no, maybe it really matters that Jesus comes as the fulfillment of promises to Israel that he comes as Messiah at a particular time and place with a particular mission and um, this sort of thing. So again, I think, and maybe some of us can relate to this, I'm, I'm so grateful for the faith I grew up in and I see so much goodness and truth there. Um, but as my journey has continued, I've, I guess I've been introduced to seeing things that um In a wider way, mm. or seeing increasing beauty, or being a bit more comfortable with some mystery mm. uh, when it comes to the cross and the and the work of Jesus who died died for us. Mm.
1: Yeah, I am um, I think for myself, I uh, was something I read about John Wesley talked about this whole kind of analogy of a house, and he and he said. you know like god's grace kind of draws us to the the porch of the house and when we're saved we get we go to the doorway of the house which is justification but he said the sad thing is that people just stay in the doorway so that yeah they're saved they're justified you know they're made whole sort of thing but they they haven't actually gone through the process of going into the house of going through the process of you know What the big theological term of sanctification of becoming more like Jesus, and and he he just sort of said that's a real shame. Like they're saved, but they're actually not living in the that resurrection life that they could actually have by kind of going in deeper into that. And and I think sometimes like what you're saying, if you just got a kind of a very transactional view of the cross, you can just be right tick saved, you know. (laughs) But then there's this: how do you live the rest of your life, eh?
2: Totally, no, totally agree with that. And I feel like when we put the cross into the wider story Mm. of um, the scripture, the whole life, death and resurrection of Jesus, um, then it probably takes on not less importance, more importance, but um, we can kind of see how it speaks to the whole of life lived with Jesus and his his plan to renew all things. I've always been really drawn to... um, book of 1 John, and and kind of in reflecting on maybe how I have grown to see the cross, I think there is a a verse which um, really pictures this for me, and this is um, 1 John 3.16. So a lot of us are familiar with the Gospel of John 3.16. Well, there's another good 3.16. (laughs) Um, But 1 John 3.16, and if you're happy, I'll I'll read this for us. It says this, it says, We know love by this, that Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for one another. Mm. And I, I think this verse kind of brings together um some things that i've grown to see more deeply about the cross mm. um and the first is this i see that the cross um pictures for us the depth of god's love for it's a mm. revealing of god's love so so john says we know love by this jesus laid down his life um And I think um, there's something pretty profound about saying when we look at Jesus on the cross, Mm. we are seeing who God really is. Mm. We are seeing that God loves us in the world uh, beyond our imagination, almost. And this is really big for me because I think, you know, we have so many different pictures of what God is like or who God is. Is he sort of a distant being out there, or is he an angry king? Or uh, but John says it's actually at the cross where you see what God is really like, and Mm. you see that in the face of Jesus, who is willing to uh, lay his whole life down. And that is, um, I just think game changing, (laughs) yeah, it really does change everything that that's what God is like. But the second thing I see in this is that the cross um, does picture the reality that God has acted to rescue us. Yeah. Um, He laid down his life for us. Mm. Uh, God has moved towards us first Mm. to uh, make right the relationship. Mm. I think um, Paul says in Romans somewhere, he says, Christ died for us just at the right time. While we were still enemies of God, he died for us. Mm. And I think there is a reality um, that it is through the cross that a way is made for um, us to be made right with God. And that's something that I mentioned, like that I would have heard in my childhood, which I still am grateful for, that it may not be that we can sum this up in some kind of cute phrase or something, but the reality is, um, Jesus takes upon himself sin, suffering, and death, mm. and and he buries it in the ground mm. um, and then has victory over it mm. so that we can be brought into life and so that the whole world can be um, restored and freed from uh, the bondage of sin. And so I think the cross pictures for us, God has chosen to come towards us and rescue us. Mm. And then the final thing, I think, which is really beautiful from this 1 John passage, John says, we know love by this, he laid down his life for us, mm. and we ought to lay our lives down for one another. And I think this is maybe not something I always saw, but um, the cross pictures a pattern for our own lives. Mm. That, um, to follow Jesus or to be a disciple is also to lay down our lives for the sake of others. Some people talk about um, a cruciform life, a a life which is in the shape of the cross. Mm. The cross is the willingness to give yourself away out of love to bring other people into life. And so I think there's a real connection between the cross and the sort of discipleship journey that we are um called into that because of what jesus has done for us we live that same um pattern for others so i mean there's so much more to say (laughs) but i just feel maybe that scripture for for me just just kind of shows some of the wider and deeper um views of the cross that that i am on the journey of discovering i haven't arrived um, but I think this is an endless uh, mystery uh, yeah. the work of Jesus for us mm.
1: I, think, I think we as westerners I think we struggle with mystery eh? um, and I, I think like the cross yeah, there's just so many so much stuff happening there uh, that, that it can 't just be reduced to just a, a simplistic little formula that there 's an incredible cosmic event that's happening there in that moment isn't it like
2: totally yeah i mean i agree i think we want to be able to sum it all up with a really um pithy rational description of everything which is going on here but yeah you're right this is like a a deep mystery um to keep exploring Mm. yeah
1: yeah i i I like and um in the line Witch, in the wardrobe uh, about you know when Aslan, you know being the archetype of of christ when he when he when he dies on that sort of stone slab how um, i love that picture of how it, it, it breaks the slab it, it, like this picture of breaking the thing and then it talks about how that he had the he had the deeper magic you know like that what was that? Mm. Um, the evil, the, you know, the, and, then, and I love that way of thinking about the cross in a sense of like that God's love and his, 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 you know, laying down his life was a deeper thing that broke the power of sin and death over our lives. I, I think it's, it's just, a, it, it, you know, <laughs> and when I read that, when I watch that movie or I, I read that book or think about that, I, it, it just really blows me away that, that picture of, of, of how the cross does that in, in such a powerful and deep way
2: yeah totally yeah it's as if there's there really is something cosmic going on at the cross of jesus like on the surface it's an innocent man suffering mm. but from the divine point of view the son of god takes upon himself the weight of the world's sin and doesn't return it in revenge Mm. payback that's what we usually do um but really i love the image of sort of jesus burying deep in the ground sin suffering and death mm. um, so that um there can be an end yeah through those cycles in the world and a release yeah and only god can do it
1: yeah that's that's fantastic man i really appreciate mm. your uh wisdom there and your thoughts on that um it's just so rich and so encouraging i was just wondering if someone watching along today um what's some um, if you're wanting to go a bit deeper with the cross or you're wanting to think some you know a bit more into this what, do you have any kind of uh, books or um, maybe even sort of videos or things that you can watch that you would recommend or suggest or even just passages from the bible like that one in first john
2: yeah totally i mean i I would definitely dive into the end of the Gospels. And um, even now that we are coming really close to Good Friday, Mm. um, there can be something pretty special about immersing ourselves in the story of Jesus going to the cross. Mm. Um, And there's some cool traditions in the church, even often at Easter time. And you can Google this or find this online um you'll see some church traditions journey what's called the stations of the cross and this is just i think it's 12 to 14 moments towards the end of jesus's life taken from the gospels where we just sit with them a little bit and Mm. and really let uh jesus's journey to the cross go deep so i think getting into the gospels and using some of those resources can be um can be really helpful um Yeah, and I think like for me, there's there's some writers who have probably been really helpful in exploring a bit more of this. Um, So, Anything by N.T. Wright. Um, I know Brad Jersak has written a really cool book called A More Christ-like God, which touches on some of this stuff, which I found really helpful. Um, There's a book by um, a writer called Joel Green, um, which is really helpful on seeing the multiple kind of aspects um, of what God is doing at the cross. I think Nick, you read a pretty big book by Fleming Rutledge. Is that
1: right? It's quite a big one, yeah. <laughs> quite so, uh, deep. Yeah. Maybe
2: you can ask Nick to summarise that one for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but there's a few there's a few thoughts just from the off the top of my head. Mm. Um, I know the Bible Project have done some cool um, videos on ideas like atonement mm. and some stuff on the Gospels. I, I love um, the stuff they do. Really helpful, I reckon.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Really, really, really appreciate your time and, and sharing from your heart today. I was just wondering if, if you wouldn't mind, would you just yeah, pray for us as a community as, as we lead up to Easter? That would that'd be wonderful.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Oh, Father, we love you, and we do thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, um, who has given his life for us. Lord, I just pray for this church family, for Kurumako uh, Vineyard Church. Um, Yeah, I pray your blessing on this community um, as they journey towards Easter, and may this be a time, Lord, where you do really more deeply reveal your love. That as we just sit and um, journey with Jesus to the cross, as we reflect on scripture, as we come uh, to worship, Lord, that you be doing a deep work. Um, Reveal more of yourself to us, we pray, Lord, that we um, would be shaped by your cross, that we would be ones who imitate that way of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, we just pray for your presence. May this Easter season be a really special and significant one. May it be a marker in the life of this church. Uh, May uh, you do something beautiful in this season, uh, which leads into a fruitful um, year ahead. So Lord, we are open to you. Uh, We pray for the touch of your spirit uh, in us and through us and among us. Bind this church family together in your love, we pray.